2: From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hi, welcome. Well, hello, hello, as we say. This is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day that was. I'm Nadine Blaney.
1: I'm Kyle Rodder, And it looks like we might just clear ourselves back into positive territory today. The A6200 is up by 0.04%. The CBO 200 from what I can see up by a similar amount. So it's been a bit topsy-turvy.
2: It has been. um, Yeah, we came out of the gates pretty hot. According to the spy futures, we did what we were supposed to do. And then just really lost momentum at that 230 mark, as you can see in particular. But you know, things have definitely started to turn negative. I mean, picked ourselves up a bit. So it looks as if we will have some green on the screen, but a bit surprising. And when I, I don't know, Kyle, when I'm Mm. trying to make rhyme or reason of it, yeah, okay, the banks are mixed. Uh, The big miners are looking all right, save for Fortescue. You know, lithium really hit hard. But one of the worst sectors, and we'll get there in a moment, is consumer staples. You know, Woolworths is off by 2%. I don't know why.
1: Neither do I, and Coles is off as well. So I don't know if there's anything specific to that. Uh, Well, the supermarkets in particular, maybe it's just coincidental, I'm not too sure. Um, But yeah, that uh, is certainly where we're seeing some of the weakness coming through the market. Um, Also lower today too, some um, well utilities, IT stocks pulling back. So in fact, Mm we're seeing actually most uh, sectors in negative territory i d- i do believe i'm just trying to get an update here on my computer yeah basically that consumer yeah. staples it utilities all looking pretty soft i don't think really healthcare showing any signs of well, meaningful strength at at all.
2: Yeah, and uh, some three themes. So I called it uh, Market Monday-itis. Didn't know if you'd approve, but there we Mm -hmm. go. Um, In China, like this is the other thing, is that our market really bucked the regional trends. So we've still got Asian markets higher, China's market higher. I started the day by chatting with Chris Weston from Pepperstone, who said, watch Chinese markets because we're Mm. likely to follow that momentum. But clearly not so. Mm. And that's even despite, I mean, Chinese markets doing well, um, despite the fact that we saw further signs of slowing in factory activity, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, perhaps, perhaps some of our wariness is ahead of the RBA tomorrow.
1: It could be so. And uh, I mean, you know, we have got a reasonably significant week ahead of us. You know, there's more earnings locally, yeah. more earnings in the United States, NFPs at the end of the week. So, you know, we have seen that sort of pattern over the last week. of perhaps Market monday Mondayitis, where no one wants to make any sudden moves before you know the rest of the world gets underway. But Again, here we are. That's my session.
2: And I I should say that U.S. futures are slightly negative, slightly Mm -hmm. negative. Um, So there, you know, we're not giving you any... um, really concrete reasons as to why we're seeing this weakness in the market, I suppose. But we'll see what we can pull out from our guests in just a tick. We did have a lot of quarterlies coming through. And um, I think some of them did disappoint. So, um, you know, IGO for one, uh, down by yeah four and a half percent in the wake of its update. Uh, So clearly, market not liking the guidance being given there, even though it does plan to, you know, target a payout Range of between 20 and 40% of underlying free cash flow.
1: Yeah, and uh, some weakness coming through there from IGO recently because there was also that, uh, well, I suppose, uh, guidance uh, downgrade over a few uh, weeks ago that also hit the stock. So, um, again, some hot sentiment there for a little while. It was up uh, for much of the year, but uh, pulling back just a little bit. Um, also, had Origin in the news as well. So, you can see there uh, reporting its AP LNG revenue down 12.3%. And, uh, well, the stock itself, I um, haven't checked on it yeah, since. Yeah, down by about day.
2: nine-tenths of a percent. Really, I think though. maybe we're not as obsessed with the origin because that Brookfield mm-hmm. um, mega deal, the yeah. takeover by that Brookfield-led consortium is, you know, it's in the final throes of going through. Um, Linus, Linus shares did well in the wake of its quarterly, up by about 3%. So it's interesting because really has been hit by... Um, Pricing So price for rare earths come off a lot, but, you know, the sales are still going well. It's making progress um, when it comes to its processing plant in WA. And Kalgoorlie also updated on its Texas processing facility and also the Mount Weld expansion um, project. So, yeah, um, good day for Linus.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Silver Lake Resources, however, uh, posted record uh, quarterly production of over 81,600 ounces of gold. But you can see absolutely being smoked uh, today. We had a... Well, I think Andrew had a discussion with Henry Jennings about some mm-hmm. of the uh, issues there confronting the business, but certainly the biggest laggard for the day today. I suppose in contract, Gold Road Resources up just a fraction.
2: Yeah. And if you're looking for some um, further analysis on those quarterlies, particularly the ones that came out today, how it might influence what comes through an earnings season, I had a good chat with Harry Watt, who joins us from Sean Partners in Market Matters, and that is up online. So, yeah, I... I mean, part of part of the point of this program is really just to point you in the direction of a lot of the great interviews that we've done throughout the day and um, remind you that you can just go online and catch up in your own time. Other than that, look, uh, I sort of was keeping an eye on Bubs today. I thought it was mm-hmm. really interesting that the share price did well, even though a lot of it sounded pretty negative, up by more than 5%, even though revenue was down 60%. But I suppose a lot of the negativity around China has been priced in. Yeah. And they gave a little bit of an update on the US market. And it looks like you know things are progressing at, as needed. Yeah, and, we,
1: and we've had a bit of guidance from Bubs too. So they've de- aired a lot of dirty laundry, it has to be said. So um, maybe all, the worst is priced in, or perhaps one would hope that the worst is priced in for Bubs. But nevertheless, like you said, maybe it's slightly counterintuitive rally for the stock.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, sectors, we touched upon it already. Here's the final picture for Woolworths and Coles. God, I was at Woolworths so many times this weekend. I don't know <laughs> how much time to Gosh, Treasury Wine Estates up by about 1%. But yeah, it was really bucking the trend. Um, you mentioned tech as well getting yeah. Yeah, down. But you know what was up today? Uh, I don't know if it's on this next page, but Life 360 up by close to 2% ahead of its results. Uh, Goldman Sachs lifting its price target by 10% to $9.20, saying that it's likely to maintain its full-year guidance for now. I think there's another page in the Alltech Index, and uh, we'll be speaking with Elise Kennedy later this week from Jardin oh, cool. just as what to expect uh, from some of these Tech companies come reporting season.
1: Yeah, an absolute specialist in the space, of course. Um, healthcare. We did say before that it was one of the well few bright spots in the market mm-hmm. today. CSL. Um, again, the tech head in me uh, constantly points out that uh, the bottom of the range here. We're, we're really trading at for CSL. So up by about zero point six one percent. But it was broad based strength across uh, the healthcare space, as you can see, going down the list. Sonic, Cochlear, Resmed, Fisher and Paykel, all the favourites there, finishing higher for the day. I think uh, we go deeper down the list. It's a little bit more mixed, but Ramsey's up 2.3 or 4 percent So that's fairly handy. Um, Ancel too, well, flat more or less, but um, has been obviously catching the ire of some investors recently.
2: We like your tech head, Kyle. Yeah. Don't be um, disparaging of yourself. We like it. All right, um, what else do we have here? Retailers, yeah, that's, that was another interesting. So while well, staples were down, consumer discretionary was up that includes jb hi-fi harvey norman Levisa. again i mean is it because the market is pricing in a pause in rates i mean i don't know we still have a lot of the impact of the rate rises that we've had thus far set to flow through did you you spoke with paul brennan today about yeah, the rba he, what does he think
1: he, he thinks a pause uh an extended pause i think uh, pointing to last week's uh cpi figures is justification for that but he did point out that there were some areas of stickiness in that data that we should all be aware of especially is well a few little things especially from an institutional perspective kicking over the next few months so obviously the um wage change set changes mm-hmm. to wage settings but also just the changes around indexation that happens at july 1st so it could make the picture comp- a picture a little bit more complicated but the point is they can hold and wait and see for that
2: we'll see i enjoyed reading all the commentary uh warren hogan for one in the australian mm-hmm. financial review who's a regular guest here on ausbiz saying that uh look lotion hike uh, clear some of the air for Michelle Bullock, who will take over toward the end of September. So, you know, do the heavy lifting now so that she can get a few meetings under her belt without making any monetary policy moves. Mm. Um, hey, stock of the day, Life 360. We just mentioned that. Let's we find did. out what our expert guests had to say.
0: An interesting model. We will, you know, I think it's it has upside. And,. Um, Look, my theory is simple. Uh, if you're in an upgrade cycle, um, you stick to it till something goes wrong. And, yep. and it has to be something structural. Uh, if it's a market-related one, that can always turn around. And I don't see anything wrong with it. So I think that kind of holds it together. Um, but look, has tech stocks run? Yes. Um, is that kind of flowed into everything? So if you're, if you're a, I guess, got an upgrade cycle, you're going to get more love than the rest. So it's done well still a loss-making stock, but I think Mm. the thematic still is pretty good. I think it holds up. I'm not, you know, if if you're holding, it's a hold for me. Um, I'm not saying that this is something that the market doesn't know because every broker has upgraded to 10, 15%. So they're basically staying ahead of the price. So I think it's a good story to hold. I'm not chasing it here, but I think it's fine.
3: Mm. Um, I can see both sides of it. For for us, we've had a look at this and um, the view was that this feels more like a a feature rather than an a product. right. And um, there's always a concern that that Apple, which already does something like this, could expand the product range or that Google could add it onto their phones, which they have a rudimentary function. but it always feels as though something that that this could be um, internalized into an ecosystem. And that's why I've always thought it deserves a lowish valuation, which it has never displayed. Um, although look it, it is a good business On the other side of that, Um, It is one of the few tech businesses that has garnered millions and millions of um, overseas users Mm. with a user base base that continues to grow and pays real cash flow. So Mm. it is a success story and it has worked. But I just wonder about the longevity of the product. Mm. So,
2: that view at least standing in contrast to what uh, Goldman Sachs believes, saying that at the full year profit, likely to remain the guidance coming through. So, there you
1: go. Well, there you go. Uh, let's get to view actually from our guest uh, on whether he's a live 360 fan, Carl Capolinga mm-hmm. from Think Markets. Carl, I know you scan the charts pretty religiously. Yep. Uh, what's it like for 360, you reckon? Is it uh, a potential buy if you had to make the call? I think
4: 360 looks really good. I mean, if Gurav hates it, I'm probably going to like it. So just <laughs> default in terms of your deep value versus uh, the trend. And the trend is up. Uh, look, it's one. Uh, it has been coming up quite often in my uh, Tuesday session, So clients are clients are interested, in it. many of them are, are on it. Uh, we've got it around that sort of six dollar mark. Currently, around about 750. I think the trends are holding up. So, um, look, I'd go a hold on it. I don't think I'd be rushing out to buy it if you didn't have it. So, new money is probably just afraid of a couple of black candles up around that $8 mark. But there's nothing really so sinister in that chart to suggest that you would um, start to manage your risk by exiting just yet. And look, I'll give you a level where if you do have it, uh, it is probably widely held among viewers, but um, look below 720. So, if it's starting to close, you know. Seven seventeen, seven fifteen. Uh, that's when I'd be starting to take some risk off the table.
2: Okay, let's get bigger picture now because lots of talk about the S and P five hundred being up more than nineteen percent so far this year. Big tech, the magnificent, all oh, <laughs> the fantastic. rest of it. It is right in our market, relatively speaking, underperforming. But is there something we're missing in being a little bit tough on the local market? <laughs>
4: well, I think we can be very harsh on the local market because uh, it hasn't had those ingredients, those magic ingredients that, as you mentioned in the US, we don't have any AI or really listed AI uh, companies that you know, big tech companies like Apple. Um, then you' other companies have done really well over there, like uh, MasterCard, Visa. Boeing, McDonald's, Coca-Cola. I mean, just these wonderful names. What have we got? We've got a few a few uh, banks and a few resources. But the great thing about being b- a bit boring is that unlike in the US, we pay some amazing dividends. You know, Our dividend yield's up around 4.5% per annum, and it's typically fully frank. So the, the, when you add those dividends back, we're not actually doing that bad. And in fact, we're going to close on a monthly basis uh, at an all-time record high uh, in terms of total return. And I think that's... Uh, Sorry, say that talking. again,
2: Carl. So for this month, July, we're going to yes. close at an all-time record high when you include...
4: We, 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 we're just about to pip it, yeah. So I've sent okay. you sent you through a chart. I don't know if you've, you've nope. got that one handy. Not in this nope, program. No, you not have it. Doesn't matter. I'll, I'll, tw- I'll tweet it. Um, but yes, definitely one to keep an eye on. It's the All Ordinaries Total Return Index. It adds back uh, dividends. And I use the All Ordinaries specifically because it's a much broader representation mm-hmm. of the Australian market. We're talking about 500 of the biggest stocks, whereas the A6200, which also has its total return index, only 200 stocks.
2: Yeah, interesting. interesting. Yeah, there you go. Well,
1: I suppose the thing that might drive us higher tomorrow is, of course, that RBA decision. So, I mean, is that really just the next catalyst for the market, whether we do get that, that pause? I suppose it does look like it might be baked in now.
4: Uh, the, yeah, I'm not sure if the pause is baked in. I've, I've listened listened to your show all day long, and uh, a few a few of the analysts that came on that I really do respect, if you are calling for hikes tomorrow, and I'm they're starting to convince me that maybe we're going to get one. And I think, as you mentioned uh, in your sort of introduction there, that's probably one of the key reasons why we're a bit softer today. I do think that's uh, one of the reasons. Uh, so I think no, it's a very much a live meeting tomorrow. I'm not sure because I think maybe the, the whisper is is that we might get um, a hike there. I think I don't think it's going to um, negatively impact the market too much though. And I know that's a little bit counterintuitive. Um, it, it, if you look at the futures, it's not particularly baked in. I mean, we we're expecting uh, the interest rate to be on average about 4.16% tomorrow. So you know that's a very small probability the market is apportioning to to an increase, um, but it is. I think viewers need to understand it is very much a live meeting tomorrow and anything can happen.
2: Hmm. Okay, but besides that, I know that we get non-form payrolls in the States on Friday. We still get Apple, we still get Amazon. You know, there's lots lots to take into consideration. But markets are seasonal often. And in North America we're entering August and normally markets are slowed down because there's a lot of holidays that are that are getting taken. You know, the rubber is hitting the road, it's uh, driving yeah. season, all the rest of it. What what do you what seasonal factors do you take into consideration now?
4: Well, look, I have, don't have the um, the data for the US to hand. I might have to go check that after this now. You've got, got me um, thinking about that one. But I do know for Australia that August is a very good month of the year. Uh, July is also a very good month of the year. I mean, uh, uh, Kyle, maybe we had a chat, I think, maybe mm. at the start of the year in one of our spots on the trade where I said, uh that uh, july is probably about the second best month of the year looking sort of two and a half three percent return over the last 40 years and uh, looking at today's close, we're going to come in at about 2.9%, so almost perfectly descript. August, not quite as good over that uh, 40-year period. We're talking about uh, sort of a one5 to 2% gain. But still, when you think about the the overall Aussie market, is up about you know 7 or 8% in a good year. Uh, to get 1.5% on average in a single year is actually pretty impressive. And the reliability on these two months is very high. So you're looking over that 40-year sample, um, you're looking at sort of about 65%. 5 to 70% uh, for August and July in terms of them delivering that positive gain. So I know we've got plenty to, on our plates for August. Obviously, we've got earnings season over here. As you say, um, it gets a little bit quiet in the US. Uh, but that doesn't mean that, um, you know, a quiet market can't still rise often in a supply vacuum. If there's a bit of demand out there, we can do well. So look, I, I, I would say um, for viewers who are concerned about that, the FUD out there, the fear, uncertainty and doubt, history says that August is a pretty good month.
1: Carl, great way to uh, leave it for today. Uh, the end of one month, the beginning of the next, and perhaps something to look forward to. Carl Kapolinga from Think Markets, thanks for your time. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Paul. Thank Mary. you. See you later. Okay, there we go. Well, uh, actually, it's a, a good time to sort of just check <clears> in, <throat> in, I suppose, on on the, the monthly return and, uh, well, perhaps the, uh, obviously, day's performance as well. But uh, just very quickly, the month of July has uh, delivered us a 2.88% increase to the 200. So I'll there you go. We'll take
2: it. We'll take it. I'll take it, it. doesn't sound as dramatic as, you know. Oh, well, I, ha- I should actually check what the monthly is for the S&P 500. But, mm. yeah, 19%. You wouldn't have thought that. You know when we started out this year, would you? No,
1: no. Um,
2: so let me look this up. S and P five hundred over the past month. What is that? Two
1: point nine six. Yeah, up
2: three percent. Not too bad.
1: No, yeah, we've had some of those cyclical areas catch up. I think mm. little, you know June, May, and June might have been a bit more tech, tech heavy. But you know maybe uh, maybe the good old ASX is making a comeback. We'll see. China.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, you know, let's see what happened today. Imogen, is one of those companies that. Um, Wow. Interesting. Macmillan Shakespeare. Uh, Imogene was actually top of the 200 from what I can see. What are you seeing there? It was up by about 3, yeah, well, 3.5%. Linus as well up by 3%. Perpetual looking pretty good. It's up by 2.5%. One of the brokers weighing in saying that the sell-off recently looks to be out of touch. That's according to Bell Potter analyst Marcus Barnard. Um, So that's an interesting one because, yeah, Perpetual was hit hard last week.
1: Yeah, it certainly was. Um, I think Imogen may have fallen out of the top five because it was uh, on 2.5% higher on my mm. watch, but it's a it's a small stock. One cent yeah. move on that thing exactly. can, can mean a big thing. Um, uh, or I should say it's a, you know, anyway, go on. Laggards, let's have a look at that. <laughs> Needed to clarify that. I didn't want to insult anyone, but I don't have the no. patience. Um, down 20% for Silver Lake Resources. Uh, IGO also down today after its update off by 4.5%. Resolute Mining as well, 5% lower. So. Um, one to keep an eye on, and Zip.
2: Zip. Zip's it's not in the 200 anymore, I don't think. Anyways, yeah. it's mm. off by 4.3%. Uh, we've got Square reporting on Friday. So, um, look, that's one thing to take into consideration. It had an extraordinary general meeting today. Now, I do not know the outcome of that, so I'm not going to speculate, but market not liking something in there, down by about 4.3%. And Megaport, that one's been so volatile as of late, so no news today. Um, but it
1: ripped last week. Yeah, didn't it? It, yeah it, it's just probably paring back just uh, some of those gains after what was um, a very pleasant upside surprise for a lot of investors. Let's go to the small cap. So this is where your time to shine is. <laughs> Uh, Nadine, Redbubble, if there's a proxy on what the RBA might do, a high beta proxy on what the RBA might do, it looks like it would be Redbubble. Absolutely ripping over the last few days when it, when some of that yeah. softer data came through. Up again by 15.8%. I'm not too sure if there's any. There's
2: no news that no I news. can see. Yep. Okay,
1: well, there you go. It's just, uh, just a, a thematic, perhaps, Yeah. that's uh, up the top of the pops today as well with AMA, which again, I don't know if it's necessarily um, a, a news story there.
2: Um, yes, it is, because uh, I think it came out today and reaffirmed its guidance. Uh, actually, it was out with its quarterly, because I know that a viewer had written in and said, can you right. please discuss it on the call? Up by 16%. So its quarterly must have looked pretty good. Yep. Uh, Vita Medical is on there for no apparent reason, and then yep. in the SAS space. On the flip side, look, I went through these earlier, and that's what I meant to look up. Star Pharma. Uh, let's see if it was out with a quarterly today or what's behind that move, a partnered program update uh, was in a trading halt. So it's come online and really a negative reaction to that. Um, yeah,
1: 30% lower. So um, pretty pretty brutal biotechnical. Oh, no.
2: AstraZeneca. Oh, AstraZeneca has
1: pulled the plug on the development of AZD0466 following an internal review that has promptly and I should say that I'm reading Motley Fool here. Prompted a small number of asymptomatic adverse effects. Well, there you go. I mean, oh, yeah. these these stocks.
2: It's binary outcome a lot of times when it comes to these yeah. test results. But also, if you've got a partnership and they pull out, I mean, that's yeah. That's, well, that's,
1: working working for a broker or a dealer in the past, you always had to have that little bit of extra margin for these companies because they move and, like you said, in a very binary fashion. Okay. Um, well, what is
2: on tonight? Well, look, oh. see here. Um, it's uh, eurozone. Second quarter GDP, as well as inflation. And we also get the Chicago PMI and the Dallas Fed Index. So we will have something overseas Mm. to talk about. But I dare say, Kyle, the only thing we're going to be talking about tomorrow, or one of the only things, is the RBA meeting.
1: Yes. And uh, I think we were talking before about what expectations were. Um, 55% of economists calling a hike. But when it comes to market pricing as of today, a 7% chance of of a hike. So the balance of probabilities... Uh, For a hold tomorrow, but of course we've been surprised before. Maybe less impetus to surprise this time around, but we have been. So it's interesting because
2: you've got like Westpac calling for that 25 basis point hike still, and then you've got um, you know Capital Economics. I spoke with one of their economists today. He said, "Yeah, we're Mm. still calling for a hike, but after that retail sales read, it's just line ball." I mean, we use these phrases over and over and over again, but. This month, it really does feel like it's ball, doesn't it? I mean, market pricing is is definitely saying one thing. But when you're speaking with people, it's way more nuanced. It
1: too. happened in June. We were sitting mm-hmm. here and uh, the market was pricing in 10% chance of a hike and they hiked. So, yeah. again, there seems much less data impetus, especially after last week's CPI figures. But it's a live meeting. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's still a live meeting. I think that's fair to say.
2: So... What was the picture like by the time all the final trades went through? Well, the SIBO Australia Index flatlined. It when we take a look at uh, what happened on the uh, S&P ASX 200, managed to end just in positive territory, up by about a tenth of a percent. Seven thousand four hundred and ten was the final figure. Uh, in the smaller end of the market, we saw the small ords up marginally, up by about a tenth or. or Yeah, tenth of a percent as well, just about three points. And still keeping an eye on US e-minis coming under a bit of pressure. And oil, after a stellar month, Mm. oil came off in the Asian session today. And that's why we saw Woodside turning around as well. And Woodside ended the day negative.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, I did rubber to start the week. We've got four more trading days to sort of, well, maybe cast a bit of a direction.
2: August tomorrow.
1: can't believe it. Uh, Where is this year gone? Time, right?
2: It is going fast. Look at my gray hair. All right, Kyle. Time to wrap. Don't look too closely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can catch up on everything today on your platform and your app. But uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow morning. Have a lovely evening.